If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. But what are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Okay, I love you. Bye, boo. <laughs> Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Oh, wait, I got to plug my headphones in like a responsible podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody has all their everybody has all their everything plugged I'm in. I'm recording. Hi, everybody. By the Hi. way, we got to state the obvious uh, to our listeners before we even say a word that oh, it is Friday at 1 p.m. on the West Coast when we're recording this. So, we're we, Dan, cool. you'll have to keep your TV on and let us know if anything gets declared because we are... Are you wait, you're waiting for a declaration? Well, I don't know that the declaration is going to come in the next hour and a half, but I, I do want Dan to have something on that he can watch to go, you guys, I you're have, not going to believe what just happened. I yeah, have NBC you, News on right here. But you, we all Bob, know. can this. you fix your camera so I can see your beautiful face? I don't want you to look at me right now. Why? Just kidding. <laughs> you big goof. I'm just kidding. You big um, goof. This is far from over, though. Let's just be honest with everyone who's listening. By the time you hear this, we'll still probably, in my opinion, oh, no. I don't think Donald Trump's going to freaking concede, like, what first happened? of all. And so, well, no, he's already oh, said yeah. he's not going to Absolutely concede. not. Right. So with that being said, I don't think this is going to be over mm-hmm. until after all of the count is done, first of all, mm-hmm. and then all of the uh, suing and yeah. lawsuits get underway. Yeah. And so, then after that, when we find out what's going to stick and what's going to recount and everything like that, then 
It's going to be a while until we find out who's president. I'm hoping it's before freaking inauguration. Right. Well, hold on. Dan looks like he's got something to say. Go ahead, Dan. You're I, so wild. I was just going to I was just going to offer that um, in certain states, it definitely seems like there is some sort of legal precedent to actually do a recount like Georgia and Wisconsin. But in places like Pennsylvania and Nevada and Arizona, where the count is still happening and still active, the only ballots that have been counted so far are the ones that were received on or before election day. So, mm -hmm. so far, all the votes counted in these states that are super battleground that people are really aggressive about, there's no legal ground to stand on for a recount or, an, or a lawsuit. So all of the lawsuits that he will try to push for those places, he already tried in Michigan and failed. All of these other states will also just like be like, you want to do a lawsuit here? You can't. So, but isn't, you know, isn't, isn't Wisconsin still growing, though? Isn't that one still? Or was it Michigan that's still growing? What do you mean? Growing in uh, what way? Like in, just a number in, of votes? Like, yeah, in his in his distancing himself from – and Biden distancing himself from Trump. Oh, sure. Yeah, it is. But it, it's um, – Georgia – I mean, Georgia just has a lot of extra ballots that are hanging by the wayside, like military ballots that still haven't been well, counted yet. And I can't remember what that, happened in Wisconsin, but – Not just that, but yeah. other – like provisional ballots haven't been counted in, right. in uh, Georgia yet. And so we got to get into that. You know what I mean? There's something like – I don't I don't know the exact number, so please, U.S. of A, don't quote me on this. But there's something like 6,000 provisional ballots that have been accepted and will be counted. What's so frustrating to me is that a lot of these states said to their legislatures, this is going to be crazy. We can't count all this on the day. We need to start counting early. And Republican legislatures said no. They were trying to suppress the vote, dude. Right, right. But what I'm saying is I saw someone express it so uh, articulately on Twitter. He said these were actually the first votes in. They right. just were never counted because, right. uh, because they weren't allowed to be counted. Right. And so now that they're all being counted and people were like, stop the count. You see the people praying outside, stop the count. And it's like, well, the, the, you guys, you, you're, they should have been counted – for a week ago, but yeah. but because you vote, your people said no way. They've just been sitting there in boxes. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and 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 that's what's going on right now. And we will have a winner, and it could be Joe Biden, and it could be Donald Trump. Right now, what about when this fucking? Joe what about Biden? when this guy's likely going to be Joe Biden? There's no way well, it's, it's not Biden, dude. That's not true, Zach. That's what they were saying on election day that there was no way it was going to be Biden. That's what Trump was thinking. So let's just let the let the let the I'm, I'm just let democracy you that... play its part in all of this, and let's sit back think, and watch. Please I let think... the soap opera play on. Everybody's getting so ex everybody's getting so excited about it, though, man. Let it play on. We all wanted this shit. This is what everybody wanted. Everybody hoped for this. Everybody hoped for this, and now it's pulling this. This election is pulling at your heartstrings, and everyone's freaking freaking out. Calm the fuck down, U.S. of A. Well, it'll be Tuesday by the time they hear this, so maybe they'll be all of this will be antiquated news, right? But right. we have to all vent. The, right. How could the four of us not get together and vent? Because it's just oh, fucking nuts. Yo, Biden security better be beefy, dog. Oh, it already is. It better They're be already sending more beefy as fuck. Do you know? airspace over his house. More Secret Service. They, well, actually, over there. the the very first step they do, which is kind of cool when they start to see the winner is they fucking block the airspace over your house. That's so baller. <laughs> so they fucking shut down the airspace over his house today. Cause they were like, okay, Biden, oh, I see you. Yo, you think it's, you, you think Trump's like, yo, where, where the fucking, 
Where, where did the, where did the, where's my airspace at? <laughs> well, he's in the, he's in the White House. They always get the airspace. Right. Oh, he always gets the airspace but, in the White House. But Biden, wherever he is, is like, oh, those fucking planes are <laughs> so gone. pretty. The choppers are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could so, do that around my house. And also so leaf quiet. blowers. Have you noticed during COVID how many fucking leaf blowers there are? I mean, come on, people. Enough with your fucking leaves. Just leave the leaves. Leave the leaves. It's like a Seinfeld bit. Leave the leaves. <laughs> Episode ten of the Mandalorian came out. I didn't see this it yet. You, you watched you it. When it you have you watched, watched episode one? I mean, I did. Ever I really nine? liked it. I really liked. Did you it. like nine? Did you like Timothy Oliphant? You know that I love Timothy Oliphant. You know that I made a movie with Timothy Oliphant. I know you Hearts did. Club. And I, I said, to, I said did. to Joelle on Twitter that he, I, I definitely felt my Kinsey scale shift. As did we uh, all. I felt both my Kinsey scale and my penis shift just gently. <laughs> he is a handsome man. Not only is he a handsome man, I mean, I he's, getting more. Hotter. He, he's getting hotter. He's getting hotter. Yeah, he, well, he's got that. He's got that Pierce Brosnan uh, freaking. No, but the gray, the gray is you working get for him. Where he gets more distinguished as he gets older. But let me tell you something right now. He has graduated to a lot of Star Wars fans' most favorite character in Star Wars, or one of them. Like he's top. He's top ten all of a sudden. Really? That fast? Dude, the character was so. I dope, didn't know. Dude. Forgive me, and I because I'm not you and. Joel. And it's not even. And it's a character that they I made in a book. They wrote about the character in the book. That's all you know about him. I didn't know that it was Boba Fett's actual armor. Yeah, that's what made it fire, dude. Oh my god! I didn't know that until someone explained it to me, and that's why it was in the what, what's what are those people called? Their big the big Jawas ship? in the, the Jawa ship. And that was Boba Fett at the end, too, who turned around. I thought that was Django Fett. No, Django Fett got his head sliced off. That was his clone, Boba. Oh, I, I can't keep track of all this bullshit. But anyway. <laughs> the uh, sun he raised. Wa watch watch your was, mouth. It was you really watch, well done. You watch it was really your well mouth. done. I mean, shout out to, um, you know, so, my, so Flo hates the side show collectibles Baby Yoda. She thinks it's really freaky. And he's going to have to move down to my office because uh, I was keeping him in the living room. I think another reason that she wasn't liking it is that I was hiding um, him around dark corners. <laughs> and every time she would come around, he'd be standing there on the ground. And after like three screams, she was like, put this fucking thing away. <laughs> Inappropriate. I, I just, I just, I just really wish you would watch your mouth when you talk about Star Wars. I love that you curse so much, but when we're talking about your favorite, it's like you're like a religious person. It's like we're talking about Bible characters. So you're like, don't curse around the Bible. Well, it's just that I know what it's meant for, and anytime I'm talking about this, if it's going to be listened to, I don't want people to. Uh, I want everybody to hear my Star Wars message when I talk about it. I don't want it to be censored for anybody. That's how much I love Star Wars. And I would yeah. prefer it if that's how everybody else treated it too. The only way that any of your your in the in the only way that any of the stuff that you say is going to really affect the people that Star Wars is made for is if you take some of the uh profanity out. I'm just putting it out there. Who's your least favorite character? Like, through all the movies, if you were like, you know what? The motherfucker I hate the most is this guy. And don't say Jar Jar Binks because that's easy. No, I, I, I actually liked him. I think Jar Jar Binks is a character that needs to be revisited, to be honest with you. Okay, so then, uh, and then who, who? Who's your answer? Joelle, Joelle, I wish the audience could see Joelle's face. Perplexed. It's, it's so serious. It's like, hate. It's, it's a like hard I, one. 
Well, you know, uh, that whole diner sequence in Attack of the Clones was a little weird, even though they introduced a character with four arms, which was really awesome. Uh, Lots of but, location. But you, could tell, but you could tell that that dude had been in some type of battle. You know, he had fought. He wasn't just a cook. He had skills. So I can't even say him. I don't know, dude. I don't know who my – I right. can't. That's hard. Yeah. Well, that's very difficult. The audience, I, I worry we're boring the audience. So we should move on to the show Scrubs because that's why they're here. Oh, I know. I know. Oh. I already know. What? Out of all of it? Yeah. The Knights of Ren. No! Okay. New topic for the show because <laughs> oh, wow. we are going to have whole conversations. Wow. When you and least Joelle favorite character? And this is why. And it, it's my least favorite character because they did nothing with it. They really did nothing with it. They uh, left are we nothing. Back on the, we're back on the same page. We're back on the same page. God damn it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> they really did nothing. Well, for with those it. of you who are titillated by this, if your nipples are perked up, uh, one day Donald and Joel are going to have their own Star Wars podcast. By the way, do you know about this ESPN radio show slash TV show with Dan LeBatard and Stu Gatz? Yes. Stu, Stu Gatz. You know? I don't even know who those people are. Some of those producers follow me on Twitter. It's a uh, Roy Bellamy. Bill, yeah. Shout out, Bill, Roy. Bill told me that this is a very big sports thing that you would know. Oh, about. I know Dan Leopard is. Yeah, and uh, and apparently some of them are um, are are big uh, Scrubs fans and even listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. Shout mm -hmm. out Roy. Mm -hmm. And uh, who's and, the man? Yeah, who's and, Roy? Who? I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with you guys. <laughs> Put some respect and, uh, on Roy Bellamy's name. <laughs> and and also uh, they've been having Bill because Bill now is like you know now he likes podcasts because he's got his like his palate wet. So apparently Bill's been going on their podcast. Has he been going five, six, seven, eight? No, but they literally, he told me, he was, we were just, as you saw, we were just FaceTiming. He goes, they literally had him on a few days and they were like, uh, they were like, we've been trying to get you on. And, they, and he was like, really? He, and the, and uh, the producer goes, yeah, like five, six, seven, eight times. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. adorable. Well, apparently that's a big, I wouldn't know it's a sports thing, but I thought you would know what that's about, Donald. Um, why don't you uh, count us in to America's favorite theme song? I mean, speaking of five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. Friday. Oh my God! There she is, everybody. <laughs> so ironic that we record on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Gabby's gonna listen this Friday, cause all the other days she does. All right, now we have to explain to everyone what the hell that's about. So, you guys, uh, as you know, um, Bill Lawrence shamed us for doing a podcast about Scrubs and not having one of the writers on other than him. And uh, and we are so blessed to have our first non-Bill hilarious comic writer, Gabby Allen Greenberg. Hi there. Thunderous applause, Dan. Turn your keys, Zach. Yes, thunderous applause. <laughs> Now, Donald was just singing a song. But before we do anything, the writers' rooms, if, you, if you're not involved in, in TV writing at all, you wouldn't know. But TV writers' rooms are very silly, and there's lots of inside jokes. And 90% of the time is spent joking around, and then occasionally they write something for the show. And so there are lots of jokes. 
And a song, I guess, Gabby, you'll have to tell us why this song was written, but someone wrote a song called Gabby Doesn't Listen on Fridays. <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of these bits, they're, the foundation's very thin. I'm not going to lie, you know? So, <laughs> you know, you say something once and then it uh, becomes lower. I think right. there was one Friday, you know, where I just didn't listen. <laughs> you know? I mean, it just might be as simple as that. Yeah. And, uh, I, 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 it might've been, I, I was pregnant a lot. I feel like during scrubs. So right. I feel like maybe I was, had a little bit of pregnancy brain and, but yeah, I think I did listen on Fridays or one Friday and then Mike who would pretty much write a song about anything. Right. Mike Schwartz. Mike Schwartz, uh, would just took it and, and, and ran with it. Well, it's such a hooky song but that here so we are hooky. 20 years later. I, I know, know the melody. And we're still singing. And then there was also the other song, the other thing that you, non sequitur Mondays. What, what was that? I don't even when, remember. I don't remember. I don't remember now. But I remember, I actually remember more words to the Gabby song. Gabby doesn't listen on Fridays. Gabby only listens the other four days. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. The, uh, what a, Six days. I don't know if you were counting weekends or not. I didn't know if you were counting weekends. We counted weekends. I think it was, I mean, we'd have to ask Schwartz. Gowdy, Gabby sure only was, listens the other six days. days. <laughs> and then there was some harmony. I mean, we yeah. really went for it. We spent a lot of time on that. We have there's a whole album. I have to say that if I wasn't an actor, I I think one of the most fun jobs in Hollywood. And you're going to correct us if I'm wrong, but okay. being in a writer's room, being in a comedy writer's room with first of all, you can be in one that's horrible where everyone's looking around going, "Oh my god, this sucks." But when you're in a good one with a group of people that you find hilarious, it's the greatest job in the world, isn't it? It is the greatest job in the world. It really is. Um, yes, there are rooms that are no fun or tense, and but um, the Scrubs room in particular was really fun. We loved each other. I mean, you are together a lot. It does every day does feel like a dysfunctional Thanksgiving dinner with your family because you're seated around that table and you get to know each other so well. Like you certainly get on each other's nerves after a while. Yeah, but in a loving way, the way you are with family. But um. It is um, one of the most fun jobs. The first time I ever was was in a room, I remember a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to sit in because I'd written a pilot and I was messing around with looking into maybe doing it professionally. And he was running a pilot and um, he said, well, do you want to sit in on my pilot and just see what it's like? Sit in on the room. And back then there were not as many women in rooms Back in the old days, and when yeah. I was coming up, um, yeah. and uh, so uh, so I I walked in, and it was a bunch of guys in sweatpants eating Chinese food and farting, mm. and I was like, I'm home. I just I, <laughs> I did, and I said to my friend, "This is a job. This is a job I could get paid for." So, what was your first? Like, <laughs> what was your? What we, we always, whenever we have uh, uh, people related to the show, and we always talk about um, how they started and everything. And and I know yeah. for a fact, there's a lot of people that listen to the show who aspire to be all sorts of entertainment writers, particularly a TV comedy writer, which, uh, as I just said, is a pretty dope job. So, so tell people, um, and also you're a woman, which, um, like you said, was very is still very hard, but also but much harder 20 years ago. 
So tell everyone about how how it happened. How did you how did you get break in? Because you've had this amazing. Well, I mean, career. it's just sexual favors. I mean, okay. it's, you know, <laughs> all right. That's how, that that's, how that's how we did how it. That's how we did it back then. Back then. And I'm, I don't want to. I just want to be honest about what it took. And to, I mean, because of what I had to sacrifice, I opened the door to women who don't have to do that now. Yes. But that's what I did. You do you want to say you're welcome? Do you, you want to tell them you're welcome? Okay, ladies. Uh, is Bill Lawrence a gentle lover? Was Bill Lawrence a gentle lover again? <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't have to do it with Bill. Okay, uh, yeah, which was kind of him. Yeah, yeah. he's he such a kind. <laughs> no, he just hired me based on my talent. I think. I mean, you'd have he to did. ask him. He did uh, actually. Actually, he uh, he he loves you very much, as you know. I love and, Bill. Um, and he was bragging about you. And I, I want to talk about all the show, of fancy shows you've been writing on since. Tell people who, and keep in mind a lot of people, most people yeah. listen to the show aren't in the business at all. So, so how does one become a a working successful TV comedy writer? Like, what? How did how did you go? Right. I mean, it's, it's different for lots of people, obviously. Yeah, what yeah, was your definitely. what was your process journey? Well, before I answer that, I just want to say that it's really nice to see you guys. It's, it's good, good to see, to you, see too. you too. Thank you for having me on. Oh um, no! Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being our first non-Bill writer on I'm, the show. I'm honored and flattered, and it's really nice to see your faces. Okay. Um, and that's Joelle. Hi, Joelle. Hi. Nice to meet you. And that's, that's Daniel right there. Hi, the dude nice dance, to meet you. The dude dancing and and the one that seems like he's not paying attention and he's freaking <laughs> and, and doing a bunch of things. That's oh, jeez. Yeah, if you're gonna do random shit, can you at least turn off your camera? Dude, you're for... dancing in the fucking. <laughs> I know. And he's sitting there like this. Don't That's drop the, the don't drop the e during the got, show, bro. It's gotta be it's and it's you know it's gotta be fucking house music because of the way he's dancing. He's like, no, I bet it's election related. It's like, Did something it's, happen? It's like dropping. Oh, it's like he's like, he's waiting for that shit to drop. By the way, like, Gabby, Gabby, just so you know, Daniel will be um will be watching while we're doing this. Daniel will be watching if there's anything he needs to tell us. Okay, uh, so he's gonna give us the breaking news. That's yeah, exactly. Breaks. Okay. Giving me a job and then accusing me of paying but, attention to something else. I'm paying attention to the election. But I'm just saying, if you could refrain from while we have a very fancy guest doing what appears to be some sort of MDMA dance. Bass drop! I'm keeping my cats at It's okay with me. If you want to dance. Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right, all right, Gabby, okay. back I'll to you. So how did I break in? I always wrote as a hobby. I love to write. I have, uh, my grandfather was a writer. Um, and so that was something, even as a kid, I would write stories for fun. Um, and, uh, so that was just always a hobby. And I was an actress, uh, for a bit and I would mostly do comedy. I was in a sketch comedy show. I would write my own material. Um, and, uh, we did that for a while. And, and then, um, I started to move more into, uh, writing only and, and moving away from auditioning. So I wrote a pilot. I gave it to a friend of mine to see if it was anything. And um, he thought it was something. He didn't say it was good. He said it was something. Um, but, uh, but he was encouraging. And then that he, that's when he asked me if I wanted to sit in to see if it was something I wanted to pursue. He thought that there was some potential. And, uh, and I think... Um, oh, well, when did it... When, uh, this is a... I don't know if this would help anybody because it's probably a unique I mean to me but but I I had gone to network for a pilot as an actor I went and it was there was a lot of improv involved in the audition and I kept improving 
And I, they brought me back like six times and then they didn't give me the job. They kept bringing me back. Like every time I would go back, they, there would be like another Shiksa goddess. I was like, I'm not going to just one after the other. Right. So anyway, but I started punching up my own stuff and um, giving it to the writers and saying, can I try this joke if I go into this show? And so that friend who was doing that show said, well, do you want to just try this instead when right. after I didn't get the job? <clears throat> and uh, like, yeah, you know, maybe it's time to just uh, parlay into that. So, so um, what was the first show that you sat in on the writer's room for? That was, I think it was a pilot called Youth in Revolt. I don't think it went to series, mm-hmm. um, but that was the pilot I sat in on. And then the first job I had was um, I was doing punch-up just a couple days a week for the Pauly Shore sitcom no, that he no. had on Fox. I didn't know that Pauly Shore had a sitcom. Yeah, he had a show. He had a sitcom. It was about uh, him living with his dad and super hot stepmom. Oh. And he lost it after. I can see the problems might arise there, Gabby. There were a lot of complications. Yes, it sets up a and lot of situations options. that happened that uh, lent itself to comedy. Yes. Um, uh, so I did that a couple days a week. Um, you know, some of my favorite crazy. jokes on that show, I bet, were written by you. Oh, yes. I'm oh, just kidding. I've never um, seen Polly? the show. Paulie? No. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you just said you didn't see. You didn't even know no, there I, was a show. I know. Um, that was my first job. My second job was a show called Ask Harriet about a, a cross-dressing advice columnist. Um, uh, so like Tootsie kind of. It was a Tootsie, Tootsie. Yeah, it's exactly. Um, he had to dress up as a woman to get a job. Okay. So I don't uh, I uh, get it. Yeah, yeah. I did um, an after-school special <laughs> once where I had to dress up as a woman in order to get a job. Did Wait, really? what was what was it? It was called about the brilliant. The, the brilliant title was, and you can Google this if you think I'm lying. Um, just put my name and quote my summer as a girl. End quote. Really? <laughs> what was and, the job uh, that you? Wait to watch this. What was you know, the you know, job that you had to dress up as a woman for? Um, it, they basically just robbed the plot of Tootsie, um, except in, in not being entertainment. Um, it was um, the last job on this little island. It was meant to be like a Cape Cod kind of thing. Was as a chambermaid. And um, Barbara Barry, if you remember her, the actress, of course. she uh, she was running the inn and there was a really hot girl that my character had a crush on. And she there was only one job left and it was to be a, a, a chambermaid, which I guess is like a, a housekeeper type a maid. And um, and so I, I had the idea and I went full Tootsie. And, uh, you know, the after school specials are always trying to teach you a lesson, the kids. So the lesson in this one was that my character had to learn what it was like to how, to how to respect women because he was going to be mistreated by men when he was dressed as a woman mm. or girl boy because we were supposed to be teenagers. But it was it's a masterpiece if you ever get a chance. I but, can't wait to watch that. Yeah. The story had to be told. I hope we can find it somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, it's, it's out. You'll find it. Well, there's probably YouTube clips, but I but you can find wait. the picture. You can find it. I was kind of hot. Although some people said I look like Heather Moderato, who I love, but I thought that I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. When I dress up and, and put lipstick and stuff like that on, I just look like my mom, dude. Really? I think you'd be really That's beautiful. By the way, thing. sorry to digress for a second. And don't think any, I hope you don't find this disrespectful. But your Me? wife, no, Donald, oh, your oh. wife posted a picture on Instagram that was like fire, dude. Oh, 
She broke the internet, dude. Yeah, listen, man. She's uh, she didn't. <laughs> what break is the going internet. on she, over there, dude? She broke the internet uh, a little bit. Nah. And I love she, how she tried to make it about the baby because she's like in a bikini and she knows her body's obviously fire and she's holding her baby and she's like, "It's still warm in L.A." and everybody's like, "Holy shit, Casey!" You Wait, know what Donald, I'm how many about. kids do you have now? Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> no, shut up. How many? I have, I have six kids now. But oh my god. Wait. Four of my kids are they're grown, adults. They're grown. Okay, okay. He's only got two little. I have two okay. little ones, and so. But anyway, do you have a comment uh, not... on? Do you have a comment on your wife's um, thirst trap? Because well, I, I have fell to look for this it. Up. I fell for it. I, I actually wrote, "Damn, Donald." <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> it was a thirst trap. Was yes, thirst it was. trap, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, we talk about you talked about it a few times on the podcast, Peloton is a big thing in our house now and she yes. you know where i slack she 100 percent commits and did you so, spin today by the way i did not spin today i did spin who, today but guess who did she did absolutely and Casey i did too Cobb. by the way i'm using that guy you recommended business. what's his name cody he's fucking funny as he's shit. fucking hilarious right i love that cody guy. makes me laugh so hard dude he's my new oh favorite my i was yeah, using he... the british gal for a while and now i'm on to cody because he makes me right. laugh all right, we sorry, should probably back, get into the show. We got to talk about the show. Gabby, wait, Gabby. Sorry, Gabby. Sorry. We, we, if you've ever heard the show, we, we don't really follow any linear. Ironically, I have heard the show. And it's we're talking totally to fine. a writer and we don't follow anything linear here. <laughs> um, so just talk to us. Uh, so how did, what was the job? Was Scrubs your first big break? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. It was. And then, um, um, and you did, how many seasons of Scrubs did you do before you were stolen away? I did four seasons of Scrubs. And now, then, did you leave or were you stolen? Were you like, I'm out? No, no what no. happens like, is what happens is they start throwing money. When you're on a hit show and you're a writer, they start going, you know what? They're paying you that bullshit. You know, we'll pay you. Right. No, that's what I <laughs> it was a combination of having a baby. The, you know, hours on sitcoms are long. And yeah, so I did. I left to develop my own stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I ended up coming back to do, I think, a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, after I'd had Ted, my son, mm -hmm. my first born son. Um, so I, I would say all in all, then I did some part time. I was in and out. I did like five seasons, five or six seasons. And then what shows were you on after you said, well, you, did you say parks? No, I was on, um, I didn't write on a show for a long time after, not a long time, but for a few years, cause because of the baby. So I was writing movies, um, with, I partnered up with Jen Crittenden. We started writing movies and then the first TV job we came back to do was um, we were we wrote on Divorce, the um, Sarah Jessica Parker show for right. HBO. And then we wrote on Veep. Ah. And, and that's the last staff I've been on was Veep. Which, well, that's I, a pretty which, darn good show to be on. That's one of my favorites. Wow. Um, that was really fun. If you haven't watched Veep, you need to watch Veep because I think the humor overlaps with that of Scrubs. And you accept it's like... It can be. It could be so much more R-rated, not in terms of yeah. sexuality, but in terms of language. Because there's no, a curse. It's, yeah, we had. There was a lot of a, language. There's a that, curse yeah. every other word, and it's yeah. fucking hilarious. And the every single cast member is so talented, and I highly recommend uh, Veep to you now more than ever because it really spoofs politics. Well, you know, life. I mean, everything that that uh, they did on the show before we were there, and then while we were there, um, has happened. I mean, everything. 
everything. Yeah, wow. This whole Nevada, I mean, you, the I don't counting know. Counting thing. Yeah, the, the counting, counting thing. They'd stop the count, wait, continue counting thing. I, I saw people were posting. This was a, yeah. a shtick on Veep. They did That's this one bit. of the best Veep episodes. <laughs> I wasn't there when they did that episode. That, that, so I, but that was one of the best Veep episodes ever. That one killed me. And that's very relevant. I mean, so many. I mean, we had an episode last our last season where Jonah uh had a uh went around getting everybody sick he was horribly contagious while he was campaigning right i mean we did like daylight say i mean it's just on and on and on every everything but i really really highly recommend that show to everybody it's very very funny all right we have to start talking about the episode of scrubs because okay. that's what people come here for all this okay. other stuff that's just for us okay okay now people people really want to hear other than the Casey looks fire on instagram is uh they want to hear us chat about the show yo scrubs. dude why 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 man why? I'm just Why? saying you married well, bro. You married well. I did all right, man. Okay. She loves me. I'm a lucky man. Okay. You abs. You could wash your clothes on them abs. I'm going to start talking about your girlfriend's ass now. How about that? Would you like that? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> but it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Okay, listen, man. My wife is doing a thing. And I'm, and, and it's, not, it's not me doing that shit. So you talking about it to me is irrelevant. Tell her. Saying, okay, congratulate all right. her. All right. Not me. Well, she's putting in the work. I'm just saying separately from our friendship, I'm also really good friends with Casey, and I'm impressed right. with how fire she looks. So well, you shout need to out to tell Casey. Kate. Right, right I on. Do. That's a great, I do. This I a commented. Great, this is a great way to do it is to talk, but you know she doesn't listen to the podcast, so she's never going to hear this. I know. I'll, I'll send her a text. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it your priority. Therapy, personally for me, has helped me a lot focus on my goals. And you've heard me talk about the podcast of the whole idea of whiteboarding and manifesting and, and really getting clear with myself what I want to accomplish in my life and where I want to set my sights. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RealFriends. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every Grace Ever, now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix sleep mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Do you want to do the recap or we do? Oh, sorry, I forgot. All right, so uh, Gabby, as you know from being the, the, our number one fan, Donald does a thirty-seven second uh, recap of the show. Donald, are you ready? I'm starting the timer. All right, here we go. And here we go. Go. JD and Danny are really starting to get to know each other. Turk and Carla are talking about children. Doctor Cox and Jordan aren't having sex because of just having children. Turk and JD both have big wins in the hospital. Elliot wants her big win and jumps at every opportunity to get it. Dr. Cox hurts his back and Carla wants children. These events lead Dr. Cox and Carla to one inevitable conclusion. They're getting old. I couldn't really pinpoint just one overall theme in this episode, but I identified with so much. Cox getting old. I feel like him more nowadays than I do Turk. We all have dreams of hitting the proverbial big shot, not recognizing that it often comes with consequences for someone else. Mm. But let's get past all of that. Let's say you finally get your chance at the big show. Can you bounce back when it doesn't go your way? Mm. That's great. You know what? Even though that was like nine minutes long. That I know because I, like, I kept. I kept, we're I not kept, we're not editing that because I want I wanted to be a PSA for kids not to smoke weed. But listen, no, dude, I we're not I, talking about marijuana. I just was telling that you your FYI, listen, you listen, drink. motherfucker. Listen, Dick, we're not editing listen, that out. But I like to use the word out. bounce because it all started with basketball. Now I should mention. Well, no, but I was going to say that also. It starts off with. It starts off. How do you bounce? You know, the show starts off with a basketball scene, and he hurts himself, and throughout the show he shows. I'm not going to let my back, Cox, that is. I'm not right. going to let my back 
distract me from having to do all of these things that I want to do, right? Mm -hmm. And throughout the show, Elliot's playing a game where she wants to win just like Turk and JD do. Mm-hmm. And when she gets her opportunity, when when finally it's there, it looks like she's not going to get it. And then JD's like, no, you know what? Here's your shot at it. And she does everything right, and it still doesn't go her way. Mm-hmm. Like Cox in the beginning, can you stand up tall, yes. even though you have all of this weight on your shoulders keeping you down and hurting you? Mm-hmm. Can you stand up tall and continue to push forward? Well said. Well, Gabby, you wrote the damn thing. What do I you did? think? Yeah. I did? Yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't your name's none, on the. None your of name's that on the familiar. <laughs> your, oh. Did you watch the episode? I messed up. Gabby, did you watch the episode? <laughs> I don't know. You didn't watch the episode. Oh, God. We try and give the guests homework here, Gabby. Were they, uh, were they... I didn't get my homework. I it's didn't, all right. Uh, I... Well, we'll tell you all about it and you can weigh in. Yeah, yeah. the episode uh, The episode opens with. Uh, well, first of all, I think that's well said, Donald. I also wrote down. Um, that one of the themes of the episode is holding on to your youth, um, and or or at least uh, the the passage of time in terms of Cox wanting and lamenting being old, Carla lamenting her age, whereas Sarah wanting to step up and be a grown up and be an adult and be a, a real quote a real quote unquote unquote doctor, um, and um, it, 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 it's about th- those new chapters of life as we as we age and grow. Um, so I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's about, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things that I identify with this, you know, Cox, Cox's storyline in this, and it's not just the back thing. It's also the whole sex thing with the wife when it's not necessarily, you know what I mean? Him just thinking about himself and not thinking about, you know, what his wife is going through and thinking that offering himself up as a solution to anything is, is, is is enough at that moment in time. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. I I I I very much identify with Cox in this episode. I try to hide when I'm injured now. Yep. I try, you know, I yep. try And you probably uh, can't play you stopped playing basketball. I do I have stopped playing basketball. Yeah. Not just that. Not well, yeah, I have stopped just playing basketball, but not just that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm working on this partnership of marriage, you know, uh as far as as far as what's appropriate and you know what my how my wife likes to be treated there was a there was a time where we were young and things were accepted and now it's like i say shit and she looks at me like you're like a school on saturday you know what i mean no class <laughs> no class that's right yes. no class no class just filling that in um the accident this is, the episode opens with a green screen in the car that is so bad it almost looks like a spoof i but... thought it was great i look back at that like that was a great moment for me because i remember we was i remember shooting that Oh, and I remember I, that. I do. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember the accident. Yeah, and do you remember that the the stock footage of the car accident uh, is from Vanilla Sky, bizarrely, the Cameron Crowe movie with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Does somebody fall out of? Nobody falls out of the car. No, the car. If you remember in Vanilla Sky, the car goes off a bridge and and then hits a hits a wall beneath the bridge. Okay, I think okay. it's Cameron Diaz, right? Mm. Um and. I guess that footage is just available to license, and and whoever edited this episode was like, "Oh, there's that 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 car accident looks like a good thing for us to cut to," not knowing that everyone would be like, 
Well, that's a very famous car accident. That's from Vanilla Sky. Oh, I didn't so, know. I didn't. I you know. Uh, I didn't know that. Well, I didn't I, you Sky, might have so. to go a little deep and and look on Scrubs Wiki, but I didn't right. know that without looking at. Scrubs but Wiki. I thought I thought it was really interesting how the background in the car, because that was clear that we were shooting on the green screen. Right. When I fall out, when I jump out of the car and I'm rolling in the street. The cars in the background react. Yeah. And this is like 20 years ago, dude. So right. you know that CG wasn't on point to where they could make cars look real. So I wonder where they got that footage from. Well, uh, it was it was definitely a 2002 effort, but um, it wasn't uh, horrible. Which means it was a great effort. I thought yeah. it looked great, me All personally. Right. Well, we, what about Bearded Elliot? Gabby, you remember that? Elliot... Um, Elliot yeah. decides that she's she's not taking her birth control pill uh, for a full – how long was it? I forgot how it was long like it was. A, she forgot while she was on vacation, so when she got back, she – She just, took them all. She took them all. Yeah. And, and then, you asked her how it went, and, then and she, she said – and it cuts to her in the mirror looking like uh, Boy lady. George. Like Boy uh. George. <laughs> With the hat. But she even has the hat on and everything, dude. She even has the yeah. hat on. The costume was amazing. It yeah. was very uh, 80s, but she also um, – she has a full beard, and it's it's homecoming. Yeah. And they're knocking on the door going, honey, your homecoming date's here. She's like, tell him I'll be right down. No, she and goes, she stall him. Stall him. Stall him, and she puts shaving. on shaving cream. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm sorry. My computer is getting taken over. It's wild. Oh, I don't know what's happening. No! Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Interrupting Bill. He's oh, interrupting. God. Interrupting Bill. <laughs> That's strange as a night. Song, it should cost about – a billion happen. dollars for your podcast. No hey, hey, Gabby. Hi, uh, hey, Zach. Hey, Donald. Uh, hey, Daniel. Hey, Joel. Hey, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, no, 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 Come on. We have a guest. We have a guest. Turn that um, stuff on. Look, it's I think a my podcast box. is going great. I'm happy to have Gabby, Donald, and Zach on it as a guest. I'm happy that you guys are finally having uh, – uh, a writer on the show. Um, I got two questions for you. One is a question. One, I want to force Gabby to tell the story of how she was put on maternity yeah, leave mater- right okay, now. It's just, okay, yeah. Okay. Oh, you want me to tell that right now? Okay, why were you put on maternity leave? Um, I mean, I know why you are put on maternity leave. What's he right. talking about? <laughs> the, the circumstances were, the, uh, so I was incredibly pregnant uh, towards, you know, I was in my, eighth month and I would waddle into work every day and go right to that disgusting couch. Do you remember that disgusting couch that we found a possum in? Yeah. Oh God. Um, (laughs) I did not know about that. (laughs) Yeah. There's nothing glamorous about a TV writer's room. It it looks and smells (laughs) like a frat house. In an abandoned hospital. Yeah. Um, So I would, every day I would waddle in and then go right to the couch and uh, fall asleep. And um, so, uh, and the couch was sort of behind Bill's chair. And then I don't remember how many times I did that, but um, it was, I, I finally tested Bill's patient. It was one too many times for Bill. And I walked in, I'd driven all the way there, walked in, I waddled in, I got on the couch and he turned around, he swiveled in his chair towards me and he said, go home. You're officially on maternity leave. I do not want to see you again until you have a baby. Like, all right. So I just got my stuff and I waddled out and then I didn't come back for months. And that was that. Okay. That was my maternity leave. He couldn't, yeah. he couldn't anymore. Yeah, he's, like, you, he's like, he's like, you can't just come in here and go to sleep on the couch. I can't look at you anymore. <laughs> I can, and it was too uncomfortable for everybody. So that was my maternity leave. All right. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Go ahead. 
Okay. I hope she used the word waddle because she would waddle in and then get on the couch behind me and immediately go to sleep. That's how it would work. Circle Um, gets to square, Bill. And then two, here's the question for you. Can you tell me why the storyline of having Neil Flynn's character be an actor that was in the movie The Fugitive made different people's head explode as far as the janitor's name goes. Yes, because if Neil Flynn is the person credited as being the cop at the end of Fugitive and he admits that he's the cop at the end of The Fugitive, then the janitor's name is Neil Flynn. That is correct, Donald. Uh, (laughs) So many people then started contacting me and saying that we had written ourselves into a corner because that meant that the janitor's actual name was Neil Flynn because in the credits of The Fugitive, uh, it says that that cop that gets shot, Kimbo, is played by Neil Flynn. Yeah. But I maintain that if you watch this episode, the janitor lies constantly. And Neil Flynn was simply the janitor's fake um, actor name. Yeah. Um, and still is uh, because the janitor's a real <laughs> It's a, He's playing the long I miss the long you guys. Time. Keep having writers on there. I love you. Uh, thank you for doing my show. Please send the checks directly to my house. <laughs> Bye, because what, because you know what Bill needs, guys, cash, more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for for them. I hope it's I hope they're gonna be okay. I hope they're going to be okay. Over they're going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> when I watched it today, they cut the scene out where we're watching the fugitive at the end, and you look and see his name in the credits. Was it in your version at all? Uh, no, I didn't. No, I never saw. Didn't that. we go? Did, it wasn't there a scene where we go to the credits and it says in the credits "janitor" as it's going? No, up? we may have that, shot that. I don't think that's in the episode. Oh, okay. Well, that's a. Let's ask Bill that. All right. All right. No problem. It's a great question, Donald. I got to be honest. You carry this show. You carry it, Donald. Um, and I'm grateful for you guesting on my show. The uh, um, we did not uh, record a scene of you guys watching the credits and seeing Neil Flynn's name. Uh, but you and me and Zach and, and other people we on set, we uh, goofed and bandied about um, we were uh, that, that idea because we were a little ahead of it. And I remember distinctly talking about the fact that people are going to think they know that the janitor's name is Neil Flynn now. And they did. They reacted with an uproar. But they're wrong. They're wrong. His name's Glenn Mafoof. I feel terribly that I didn't watch the episode. Yeah, you're supposed to watch the episode. You're supposed to, but it's okay. No, but you know what? I'm supposed to. I didn't know. Did you guys tell? I didn't know. I'm sorry. Well, we just assume. I I do want to say, even though I care about you a great deal, that you're not the. You're not really crushing the assignment as best first writer because you didn't watch an episode of the show that you yourself wrote. Well, I didn't know I was supposed to. But you said you listened to the show, though. You know it's a rewatch show. Uh, Gabby, I'm going to quote the lyrics to America's favorite song. Scrubs rewatch show with Zach and Daniel. Uh huh. Really fail. Mm-hmm. This is terrible. Yeah. I feel like uh, every other writer is gonna gonna know. Well, every other writer better. will be told what we will now. Call I bet you the Neil Gabby. will be better prepared. We'll call him I the bet Gabby. You Neil will be oh, prepared. Neil will be better prepared. Gary Bonifant <laughs> will be very prepared. We will tell them. Uh, we will use. We will use what will from here on uh, out be called the Gabby example about how you need to watch the episode. <laughs> 
This is terrible. I'm not going right, to lie, though, Gabby. I'm just happy. I'm just so happy. Uh, we're just happy to see you. Oh, we're so okay. happy. I'm happy to, see happy to be here. I'm sorry I'm failing you guys. No, no, you're No, wonderful. you're not. You're doing such a great job. Listen, as a fellow member of the tribe, as a fellow member of the tribe, I don't want you to spiral all weekend about this. You oh, are amazing. You're so kind. You, 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 understand, you understand. What we'll probably do is what we'll probably do is hire a sound alike and and that edit some some knowledgeable things from the episode in. Okay, that would be great. Then I don't have to throw myself off. Uh, all right, right, look, we're, we're going to go to a break. break. Yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah, break. Yeah. And when we come back, we have a fan. Gabby, you don't listen to the show, but we have a fan that asks questions. Right, and I, uh, I bet you the fan watched the fucking episode. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. If you want to relive the feels on Grey's Anatomy, Hulu is here for you. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy is now streaming on Hulu. Seriously. Every. I'm your person. Every. Now we dance it out. Every. McDreamy. Every. McSteamy. Every. Grey's Ever. Now streaming on Hulu. And new episodes Friday. Let me tell you guys, my family loves our Helix Sleep Mattress. Ever since we've got it, we've had some of our best sleep yet. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Not only is the mattress the best I've slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box straight to your door for free. Helix is offering 20% off of all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash realfriends and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. Daylight savings time is starting up again for most states. The goal? 
to give everyone more daylight from March through November. By setting clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash realfriends. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash real friends. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And we're back. And Gabby. We're back. <laughs> Gabby, what show are you uh, doing now? I hear you have a new show. Oh, thank you for asking, Zach and Donald. Thank you uh, for asking. Um, uh, my partner, Jen Crittenden, and I are creating, are running a, a show called Housebroken. It's a um, comedy, it's an animated show that will be on Fox May 17, 2021. Nice. We created it with Clea Duval, Veep. Uh, Oh, she's very good on that. Yeah. And uh, it is about animals in group therapy. So it's about a dog who has group therapy for the neighborhood pets when her owner uh, goes to work for the day. And all the pets come together in her living room and bitch and moan about their owners and each other. And this poodle, uh, voiced by Lisa Kudrow, uh, takes them through their therapy. You know, Gabby, I read for your pilot, like, I read for, like, five different characters. I didn't get one. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know, I'm, Gabby. I, I, I know I did a poor I know I did a poor job, but damn, I read five characters, yeah. not one. And Gabby, not I was, one. listen, I, I was, I'm literally fucking Chicken Little. Chicken Little can't be one of the, uh... You guys are both going to be on it. No, I don't know if no, you know this, no, but no. I did a show you called know what, Star Wars for no. a little bit for Disney. No. I mean, I'm just saying, man, I... You I'm guys don't have to audition, Donald. Gabby. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. You'll both be on it. I'd Not be one. I would be honored if you would both I do read a for voice. a dog. Oh, I read for a cat. Gabby, you know, Gabby, you know what <laughs> I want to say? This is terrible. And I'm sweating in my closet. That's because the, well. the air doesn't go in the closet. This is not go- in the closet. I just can't wait for there to be a call like they really want Chicken Little to come on this animal therapy show. And I'm going to say no. Pass. You're going to say no. no. Chicken Little's fucking saying no. I'm going to say yes. I'm going right. to say yes. Donald Thank you, do Donald. I appreciate that. I'm sorry, Zach. I, can I tell uh, just a You know, we're story. actors, Gabby. Anytime oh. we hear about anyone getting a job, we have to be like, why didn't you give us that job? I'm sorry. sorry. I, I, I mean, Lisa Kudrow's great. Yeah. But- Come on. She's no Donald Faison. She's no Donald Faison. No, she's not. I'm yeah. sorry. It's really awkward and horrible. It's all right. You're, you're doing great. You're uh, doing great. No. Um. <laughs> all right, let's let the guests in because this will this will be now is your time to shine, Gabby, because the guest always has a problem and we're gonna help fix their life. All right, let, Oh, okay. Let, I, I can do that. Yeah, so you're probably good at giving advice. We'll you're a okay. mom. All right. Both guests. Oh, both guests. Joelle, what do you have cooked up here today? What's it's going on here, Joelle? Oh, it's a couple. It's a oh, couple, I thought you had two and different. They have a sweet story, and then, okay. oh my gosh! Hi, hello, Hi, Lauren. Lauren McCormick and Sam McCormick. <laughs> Hi, Lauren. I told they that. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the show. 
Oh my god, your fucking eyeballs are gonna pop out of your head. Do you remember in Pee Wee's Big Adventure when Large Marge goes like that? That's what all happened to Donald. Um, you guys, welcome to the program. You, in addition to uh, Daniel and Joelle and Donald and I, you have uh, one of our all-star writers, Gabby Greenberg, right there. And uh, Gabby Allen Greenberg. Sorry, it's a married hyphenate. And tell us, we hear you guys have some special story uh, involving your love. Oh, yeah, okay. pretty much. <laughs> Let me guess. You guys are on two different coasts and are married. I'm just going off the top here. I'm thinking this is just me coming up with an idea. It's like a sleepless in Seattle type situation, <laughs> but only over Zoom. Yeah. Am I correct? No, that's yeah, not. kind of. I mean, not, well, not right, that ahead, dramatic, tell us, probably. Tell, tell us, tell us what the story is, guys. So, um, yeah, go ahead. On. Yeah, so we're both doctors. Um, we met at university. Um, so we did a degree before we did medicine. So we met during that, and I had never seen scrubs beforehand. And neither is Gabby. I'm very, very ashamed <laughs> to say that. <laughs> um, but Sam was absolutely obsessed from like childhood. Really. <laughs> childhood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, we just we watched a lot of Scrubs in the early days of going out, and he bought me the DVD box set, and Scrubs just became <laughs> like our thing. Um, so whenever we got into medicine, it was it was really good because we were able to like answer some of the questions, and yeah, so we watched Scrubs on like all of our study breaks, and yeah, basically got us through uni. So oh, Scrubs has been a really great. really big part of our study and and, and 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 now you guys are married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We and, got and married. Sam, you look like you're at at at, at work. Because you're in scrubs, I, yeah, yeah. I just I just finished like half an hour ago. I just finished twelve hour shift. And, and, and where are you guys based? Um, uh, so I'm the Ulster Hospital. So we're Northern Ireland. Um, so my hospital is just outside Belfast, and Sam's is two hours away from there. Oh so, no! Yeah. So, so you're not. Yeah. So I'm not wrong about you guys not yeah. being together. Yeah. Am I? Oh. Yeah. It's not a big country, but you know, well, opposite sides, yes. Oh, so <laughs> usually when couples come on the show, they're sitting right next to each other and everything. Yeah. And so, how often do you get to see one another? Um, it sort of depends. So, I live. We live quite close to where I work, so I'm home pretty much every night. Um, obviously, it's not sustainable really for Sam to drive up and down two hours. Yeah, two hours one way, twice a day. Um, so really, just whenever we're off together, which really doesn't happen very often. So. Oh my god! Like next weekend, I am on and Sam's off, and that just <laughs> so we wow. never really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, how long do you want to be doctors for? Yeah, I need you guys to retire. <laughs> Fuck this. Or married. Or married. Right. Or married. Yeah. Hopefully, the marriage will last longer than the medical. Oh, the marriage is definitely. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell already through your Zoom vibe that y'all gonna be together for a while. He was already like, "Go ahead, baby. Whatever you want to say, go ahead, say it." <laughs> yeah, if you guys stay apart, it'll last a long time. Yeah, that's true. You won't annoy <laughs> each other. Yeah. But I feel sad about it. It made me think of um, that song from American Tale. Somewhere out there beneath the pale blue night. Sing it. Someone's thinking of me and wishing me good night. Somewhere out there. Go ahead. Someone singing a prayer mm. that we'll find one another. And that great somewhere out there. And even though I know how very far <laughs> apart we are. <laughs> yes. 
Here's something we might Five be wishing, wishing on the bright star. That's and you. when the night wind starts to sing a lonesome lullaby, it helps to think we're sleeping underneath the same big sky. Okay, oh, somewhere <laughs> out there. This Donald still remembers the this harmony. This is for Sam and Lauren. Oh, if love can, can see, see us, love, love can see us, <laughs> then oh. we'll be All right, all right, enough, enough. We're about to get sued. We're about to get sued by the Don Bluth movie, American <laughs> Tale. No. From just, my youth. I just think of this. I always think of star-crossed lovers at least going, at least we're looking at the same moon. So oh, that's why I think of you guys. Look you know, at the when same... you say star-crossed lovers, that reminds me of another thing. What? I hate to do this to Lauren, but it also reminds me of Taylor Swift because that's what I thought she said. Was got a long list of ex-lovers. I thought she said. <laughs> I thought she said something like star-crossed lovers. Is this too? I'm going this. Too yeah, nonsense, yeah, that's whatever. the weed. The weed's that. kicking in. <laughs> weed now you guys <laughs> don't have um, probably legal weed in in Northern Ireland, but Donald really no. uh, partakes <laughs> in. Los They're also Angeles. doctors, dude. No doctor, yeah. they're doctors, man. Well, doctors they have can get abortion high. now. You can get an abortion now, right? So that's good. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Bring it down. All right, anyway. It's a <laughs> <laughs> I personally would rather get high, but whatever uh, your thing is, Gabby. <laughs> take our victories where we can. Okay. okay. All right. Do you guys have a question for uh, for any of us? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had our honeymoon in Disney World last summer. December's here. So we're big Disney fans, big uh, theme park fans. So we Wait, thought, Disney World where? Uh, Orlando? Florida. Florida, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so we saw um, if there was any kind of theme park attraction or area you could create, what would it be? Oh, oh, if you could create, you're speaking to the right guy, Tom. What would you create? And you can't say Star Wars because please, it's got to be Star Wars. Why can't I say Star Wars? <laughs> okay, I guess you can. Sam's Why the guest, and he Star says Wars. it can. Sam, are you a big Star Wars fan as well? Uh, yeah, huge. Okay, so what Dude, are you going to create? Are you getting the, the Mandalorian system? already? Oh, yes, up, man. Just yes. Let's, let's, uh, have you been watching it already? Yeah, I watched the first episode. So have good. you seen the second? You haven't seen the second one yet because you're at work. No. Okay. All right, don't bore yeah. the fans, Donald. What world are you going to create of a theme park? First of all. Fuck you. Second, um, <laughs> if I had to build a world and it was a theme park, I would want to build an, a, a very, very immersive world in like some type of future reality type thing. It doesn't necessarily have to be Star Wars, but just something, something different. I think if we go future, you can go heavy roller coaster. You can go heavy simulator. You can go heavy, you know, or... I mean, because Westworld, the only way that works is if it's all like, you know, if you can, you know, get, if you can get that deep into a universe, that would be great. So, uh, but I, I would personally want to do something futuristic and, you know, something that's a little bit of a darker future for us where, you know, we're cybernetic or, you know. Like Ready Player One kind of thing sounds like what you're saying. <laughs> I like that idea, but I also like the idea of like Elysium or uh, uh, what was the one with uh, District Nine. I like that type. <laughs> those are those are some uh, really dope sci-fi movies to me, and that seems like that could be our future with all this pollution that we're doing and all of these, you know, all of this uh, looking into cloning and looking into cybernet, you know. We can build legs now. We're working on arms. I feel like that would be yeah. more yeah. of our future. So I would want to build something that I think would be close to it and see if I was right. Like Back to the Future was pretty close to the Cubs winning the World Series. I would want to be close to something like 
No All right, I'm going to go the opposite way and say I would build the Goonies amusement park. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> pretty good, dude. All Goonies. That's pretty good, dude. Wow. And you would go on the quest, everything. Chester Copperpot. It would be you would be trying to find Chester Copperpot with your group. It would combine. Oh, like you a, would actually do like a real, like the real Goonies movie. Yeah, go bro. Straight Goonies. You, you go would just go scavenger hunt and no. make it sick. And no, it's the size of Disneyland, but it's Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's the case, I would do Total Recall. Okay. If you're gonna go movies. Okay. Next question, guys. Next question. Did playing doctors ever make you want to actually be a doctor, or? No. Have any thoughts about it? No. No. <laughs> Fair. If anything, playing a doctor made me realize I did not want to be a doctor. <laughs> well, for uh, me, it made you me... guys. You guys have a very difficult job that requires saving people, and there's a lot of pressure in that. And sometimes you're gonna fail. And uh, I don't know how well I could handle that. And you have to have a lot of uh, stamina and a lot of constitution to be able to do such things. And, I actually did CPR on someone, and uh, oh, yeah? um, they did not survive. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I never told you that story. Are you serious, Zach? Yeah, I was a part of a rescue squad team in high school. Um, oh. I was the junior person, so don't get me wrong. They were paramedics. They were EMTs, and I was like the cadet. You know, mm -hmm. they had a cadet program to train. It was kind of the show, 17, 18-year-olds, Would You Want to Pursue Medicine?, that's how I saw it. Mm -hmm. And I went on, a, I don't know, about 100 calls. And only maybe five of them were super serious. Yeah. And then on mm -hmm. one of them, I was one of the people participating in doing uh, CPR, obviously with paramedics and EMTs next to me. But we all took turns with the compressions. Mm -hmm. And that person did not uh, ever come back. And I think early on, I was like, wow, I don't know that I could have this be a regular part of my life. I, I, and I, I've always, always had such admiration for people that could, mm -hmm. could do That's, that. That's some hero stuff right there, man. That's true hero stuff. To be able the other to aspect of it is, is that I think Donald and I would both admit that we're not academics in and the amount of school and the well, amount you're of more acad you're, you're, you're ac your academic level is way more than mine. You graduated Northwestern, right? I graduated I the did. professional children's school, and then well, a lot of that shit was on favors from my teachers. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I can say that neither one of us uh, had the the uh, commitment to studying that you guys uh, needed to have. And uh, so we yeah. applaud our medical heroes for that and for <laughs> being able to do CPR and sometimes not bring someone back and go, okay, onward, here we go. And uh, yeah. I think we all applaud that. Um, all right. What kind what, of medicine are you guys in before we move forward? Um, so over here we do like, yeah, foundation training. And then you decide yeah. sort of what you want to do after that and specialize. So we're still within the like foundation training so we haven't actually subspecialized yet but yeah there's a lot of choice for sure yeah not too far off where these characters are in scrubs at the moment yeah oh you guys yeah. are very you guys and are like three years in. internship if you like yeah right. got it got yeah it, got it, got it. Um, um well i think you guys need to have your lives fixed because uh we got to solve this <laughs> this separated thing uh gabby we do a yeah. segment now called fix your life uh and it's time uh donald's ready it is time to fix your life <laughs> And uh, I don't know if you're going to bring up this uh, separated lovers thing, but um, how can we help? Okay. Um, so uh, my wife asks me pretty much every day when we can have children. Yeah. <laughs> when you can have kids? Yeah. Wait, yes. Did your wife know about Lauren? <laughs> 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 
Abby. <laughs> Abby, there she is. There's our girl. <laughs> and uh, I am very happy with the idea. It's definitely our future, but um, I, also, I also think with the being an opposite side of the country and uh, very difficult schedules, it's tough right now, but I guess... I know Donald and Donald are dads, both you guys. Um, is there ever a wait, good- Daniel? You're a dad? No, no, what? no. Dan- <laughs> Daniel's not a dad. I'm not. Uh, D- Donald's our res- me, Donald's our resident sorry. dad. Me, I'm I'm the only dad on the oh, good. on the podcast. Funny, I think. Yeah, do you panic? Dan- I love how Daniel's face was like, "Fuck, why?" <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> Hello. All right, but guys, Tim, what's your question? What? How? How can we help? Is there ever a good time? To or have is, what? To have kids? Yeah, or do you just have to make the time? Uh, wow. Uh, Gabby, you could totally talk <laughs> about this. Yeah, also. let's give Gabby a chance to talk because Gabby, uh, Gabby, this but, is something Gabby can speak to. In my, uh, it's like the only thing I can speak to. No, you can <laughs> no, speak on great. so many things. Uh, <laughs> look, when it happens, it happens. No matter when it happens. If you want it to happen, and it happens, it's always a great thing. You know, and... Sometimes a surprise is a great thing too. I'm someone who's had several surprises in his life. And so, uh, and they all are the most amazing things that I've ever experienced uh, over and over again. And so, um, if you guys are into it and you want to do it, it's always a good time. If you're not into it and it just so happens, yeah, you have a decision to make, but that's a good time too, you know, uh, okay. and you're never ready. You're never prepared. And so <laughs> it doesn't matter. Gabby, what about uh, you? What are your thoughts on it? Uh, um, I think if you want to do it, you do it and you just make it work. You know, it's one of those things. Is it ever a good time? I mean, uh, for me personally, I really felt, and I know it's different for everybody and everyone's situations are so different, but, um, for me, I really uh, felt like I was ready. I really wanted to have children. I felt ready to have children. Um, and, you know, life is always going to throw you curveballs and things are going to shift and change. And you just, you, you, I think you just have to have the attitude that you'll make it work no matter what. And you do what you have to do if that's what you want. Um, and, uh, you know, but nobody knows better than you guys if it's the right time. And, and uh, I will say, you know, it's, the most annoying hardest job ever <laughs> ever but you know it, it's it, it's one that you will you never regret i mean you were always right. you're always happy you can't imagine it's like it's like it, you can't imagine your life without it and you don't want to but man is it it's hard so <laughs> i'm not gonna sugarcoat it you know it's hard it's, it's great and yeah. it's great donald i mean like yeah. it's great and it's and then when you're bitching and bitching and bitching and bitching about it all the time, then you miss every phase terribly. Like my yeah. kids are now 13 and 16 and I desperately miss like having the littles and the <laughs> cuddle time. And I'm watching them, you know, uh, you know, have autonomy and they don't want to hang out with me anymore. And it's horribly heartbreaking uh, after bitching for years about how I had no free time. So, you know, it's, it's just, um, uh, but it's it's the greatest thing if you want it. It's the greatest thing. So I guess my advice would be just make sure you really want it, and then you'll make it work no matter what. I guess right. if, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we never get we never really get huge 
ringing endorsements for having children on the show. <laughs> no, because everybody who has you, children, everybody who comes on is like, it's fuck. All, no, but you know what? Because you, what you get from people is the truth, though, man. That shit is the hardest thing you're ever gonna do in your life, man. And the and and Gabby's right. Kids are so fucking annoying. <laughs> it's ridiculous man like so annoying like to the point where you want to strangle them like you want literally you want to grab them and choke them but then you're like but then i won't have this anymore and i have to have this forever you know? yeah, absolutely. It's, like, it's like it's like it's uh it's uh it's such a I'm salivating. That's how much I love my children. Uh. <laughs> I think like everything in life, you just have to go into it knowing that, and I think this is what people don't talk about, and that's why I like to talk about it honestly, is that there's, there's, you're, it's, you gain so much, and that's the part that, you know, is, is amazing, and, and you'll never look back and regret, but, you know, you lose something too, and I think you always have to weigh those things with every big step in life. You know, you're going to, you're, you're going to gain while you lose and it's complicated and you just kind of, I think you, if you go in with your eyes open, then you, it'll, it's, it's, it's awesome. But, mm -hmm. um, it, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. No, <laughs> but you're right about that. You are going to, you are, you do lose something, but you're going to get it back. But when you get it back, it's just like you said, well, you're you miss too old everything. to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, miss you're it That's why maybe, you know, having. <laughs> this podcast is like birth control. <laughs> Gabby froze. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Gabby froze. No. No, we lost Gabby. Get her back. Oh. Get her back. Yeah. Can I say something really quick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to thank you guys for making this podcast. Um, so, like when when the COVID started the first time around, the first lockdown, um, the news was depressing. To be honest, I stopped listening to the news. It was hard to go to work every day knowing the cases were coming in. So. I started listening to the podcast every day on the way to work, and I still do. Um, it's it's the perfect length of an hour and a half to get me to from home to work. Mm. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for making this. Oh, oh you're very good. sweet. Thank That's you very, very nice of you. You're a very nice man, and thank you for dedicating <laughs> your life to helping people. Uh, we really, really thank you, and it, we love doing it. And the fact that people feel that way, especially, especially people in the medical field, uh, it warms our hearts. So thank you very, very much. Um, all right. Uh, and I hope one day that I'm as soft-spoken as you are. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm a loud mouth. I can be obnoxious. But one day when I grow up, I want to be soft-spoken and maybe have an Irish accent. I really hope you guys get to spend some more time together. Yeah. Can't you get a job at the same hospital? How can, can Donald I mean? make a call? I mean, how do we get you? I got, I got clout in Ireland. I'm going to tell you right now. I got they, love Donald. they love Donald in Ireland. It won't be like this forever. Yeah, one day, one day, one day. All right, guys, we got to go. But thank you so much and good luck. Thank, thank you. you so much. All right, send us pictures. Well. Uh, send us pictures when you do decide to have a baby. We want to see. We will. Bye, guys. Oh, very sweet people. My computer froze. Did you watch uh, the episode real quick? In your time away, were you able to watch the episode? <laughs> Look, you guys know I don't listen on Fridays. Oh, okay. Oh, we have a new verse of the song. Gabby doesn't watch episodes she's supposed to watch on Fridays. You knew what you were getting into. It's Friday. I told you. Ugh, All right, look, let's get back. Gabby, you know something that I remember just to go back into this? Yeah. You're a big Star Wars fan. I am a big Star Wars fan, Donald. I, I knew that. <laughs>
I knew that. I can't I remember that. I did remember that because I remember being blown away and being like, I remember we were outside and we were filming outside. It was one of your shows. And I was like, and you said something about Star Wars. And I was sitting at Video Village and I turned around and I kept trying to have conversations with you guys about it. But there was work to be done. And I, but I was staying at Video Village and I said a few things and you're like, oh, absolutely. And then you ran off with something else. And I was like, holy shit, she's a real Star Wars fan. This isn't, this isn't just. You know, I'm a real Star Wars fan. I, I'm not as big a fan as you because no, I well, haven't. It's definitely, it's it's way you know just over. Um, I don't watch The Mandalorian, but um, you should. So it's, as, as someone who's not as, as someone who's not into Star Wars, it's the thing I like most, to be honest. Oh really? Yeah, I find it very very entertaining, and it's incredibly executed. And uh, as a film geek, they're they're doing things the way they're shooting it technologically is like so brand new and interesting and probably the future of of the way they're going to do visual effects oh wow and so it's uh it's john favreau is just you know uh killing it and um and i I just think it's really well done it's just crazy when you talk like when you say that when you say john favreau doing this that's one of those who knew you know what i mean he's kind of like george lucas who knew that they're his tech and the things that he experienced while doing lion king and all of that stuff would be at the forefront He's not just making cinema and television and movies and stuff like that. He's in, he's reinventing it and yeah, but it's even more than the tech he learned on all that stuff they're doing with Lion King and and, and Jungle Book. It's like you know, there's no there's no green screen. Like if you if no, you, I know if, if you want to geek but... out, if you want to geek out, watch behind the scenes of the oh, Mandalorian no, I have, videos. I have. No, I'm telling the audience. Oh. First of all, it's all everything you see. Like I'm just as an example, the the stormtroopers with Jason Sudeikis in the middle of the desert. There's no desert. There's no, it's all on stage. There's no exteriors. I mean, if there's exteriors, it's contained in a very small area. It is all, and there's no green screen. It is, it is, it is unbelievable technology. And, uh, and if you're a film geek, it's something you should watch because it's definitely going to be how more and more things are made. We should probably talk about Scrubs for a second. We should talk about Scrubs for a second, probably, right? This episode? Yeah, we yeah, let's get into it. Shaft, Donald Faison doing a big shaft number. Who is the doc that won't cop out when no attendants are about? <laughs> Turk. <laughs> Damn Skippy. I have <laughs> never seen a Shaft film. Um not even the ones with Sam Jackson? I don't know if that's controversial or not. No, I I I've never seen I've never seen Dude, any, uh, I quote the unquote, one with Sam Jackson, movie. the one the first the first Shaft movie with Sam Jackson is everybody's introduction to Jeffrey Wright. I suggest you go and check that shit out. The one with Sam Jackson in it. The first Shaft movie, Jeffrey Wright plays the bad guy. Kristen Bale's in it too. Jeffrey Wright and 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 uh, what's the the oh man uh, oh such a great actress. How could I forget her name? Colette- is it Vanessa Williams. No. No. Uh, no, but I'm saying, did the, you the, watch it as a uh, child? She and, might be in it too, though. She's such a great actress. Did you, as a child, n- no? But I know who Richard Roundtree is. But did you watch Joelle or Daniel or, or I'm assuming not you, Gabby? Did you guys watch these sort of? No, I wasn't allowed to. Yes. Was, I wasn't allowed to watch uh, some of them because of the the content as a youth. But as I got older, mm. yes, absolutely. Yeah, my dad uh, did not bother with ratings or anything. We watched all of the action movies, like starting at six. <laughs> we watched Stormtroopers when it came out. So we definitely watched a lot of Shaft. 
Uh, yeah, similarly, yeah. after the fact, when I was a little bit older, my dad was like, let me show you some other stuff. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Let me show you the good shit. <laughs> like, I, like, I had to convince my parents to let me watch the A-Team, dude. Like, that shit was tough. Oh, really? <laughs> because I had to tell them. I'd be like, yo, they, nobody dies in the A-Team, dad. It's just a bunch of people getting thrown out of cars and stuff like that. And by the way, it's funny. In the A-Team, yeah, they, they specifically made it um, so no one, that everyone's firing machine guns, but no one gets hurt. No one ever gets shot. No one. It's ever like GI Joe the cartoon. They're always like a plane blows up and then you see everyone jump out. You see everyone. the parachute last second. Donald, are we talking about Tony Collette? Yes, Tony Collette. She's a great actress. Um, I laughed about uh, the janitor and his uh, multiple characters that he plays around the hospital. There's the stutterer. I wanted to talk there's about the German. The... There's the British guy. I want to talk about this also because that's one thing that we don't go into a lot. The janitor storyline, we kind of gloss over it every day. This was one of those storylines, though, where it was like, this could have been an this could have been an A storyline, and everybody would have been into it. It was one of those very funny, him jump, him talking to you, and then the guy coming up and saying, "All right, Nigel, good night," and him going, "Good night." That yeah. shit fucking had me laugh so hard, dude. Yeah. And he's, I don't mean he's... to laugh at people who stutter, but that shit was a great transition. From him ragging with ragging on you. Yeah. He's like Kaiser Sose. He's, he's like, Kaiser Sose, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was funny. Yeah, I don't know how much we explored that as the show went on, but the fact that everyone, in, no one in the hospital really sees this same person. He's, he, plays, he plays at least four people uh, amongst the staff of Sacred Heart. It's like Nigel, the stuttering guy, uh, Klaus, the German. Yeah, uh, and then there's a British guy. Right, something like that. How about when I when I? When oh no, wait! But but that shit was, it's Nigel. Nigel is the is the is the British guy. Yeah, because classic, classic Nigel. Classic Nigel. Who says classic Nigel? Rob, Todd, classic Nigel. Um, I thought when I take there's a flashback when I took an I'm bragging about saving an old man's life and I bring him to a party and we this actor must be 900 years old but he goes. I thought you said there'd be some bitches here. <laughs> and I go, we just got here, man. Look around. <laughs> it's always funny when old people swear. Yes. Yeah. Always funny. It's an easy laugh. It's an easy laugh and it always works. I remember thinking this guy should not be like out and about. Like this man. <laughs> this man. This man needs to be at home in bed. I mean, he was so old. How about Doc from the Love Boat, bud? Yeah, Doc from the Love Boat. Oh, Bernie Coppell? Yes. Yeah. He uh, was, that was Sarah's a big patient. Get. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Cool. That was cool. And um, and uh, Sarah, I thought was uh, was very good in this episode when she she loses him, but she kind of has to grow. I thought it was interesting contrast from the pilot us running when there's a code and hiding in the closet to now running to co to compete to who can get the glory for trying to save somebody's life. It was, you know, this many episodes later. I, I noticed that they had to find a way to get Elliot back to one in a lot of ways. Because when we last left off, Elliot's on the, the come up, right? So she has a boyfriend. Her job is, she's doing great at her job. Her confidence level is at its all-time high, right? And then we stopped talking about her for a couple, of, only a couple of episodes. We now focus on JD's new love interest for two episodes. This, mm -hmm. this, 
And when we come back to Elliot, now she's starting to unravel again. And she talks about it in the show, too. But she she puts it off on JD. Like, all of this is happening to me because of how you reacted to our breakup. Well, she's, it, saying, she's saying you're not over it. You're just using Tara Reid's character, Danny, as uh, trying to make me jealous. And right. you're clearly just being a dick because you still have feelings for me and you're mad at me and you're being passive aggressive. That's what she's saying. But this this goes back to what we were talking about in the last episode where she was teasing you, where she was uh, where she was doing all of these things like bending mm. over in front of you and smacking your ass and yeah. yawning in front of you. And we asked the question what the, whether that was on purpose or by accident. If right. she knew she was doing it or was she playing with JD? Right. And now... We come to this episode, and it definitely feels like she was fucking with JD back then. And, well, she's not doing and it now, anymore. And now, now all of those things that worked aren't working because his focus is on... Uh, Danny. Is on, is on Tara Reid's character. But Danny. I don't really think he likes Danny that much. I think that, you know, obviously, I think she's pretty... I think she's absolutely right, but I think Tara's... Abs- I mean, I'm sorry. I think Elliot's absolutely right about what's going on with JD. This is what makes the show so dope you know what i mean like you come back to it now and you can recognize all of this stuff in your life or you've seen it in your friend's life and everything like that when we were going through this i didn't i couldn't see any like i watched the dr cox character and the jordan character and that that really entertains me not so much with the with us anymore like turk jd and elliot is fun to watch but really where i get my where i get my meat and the things that i can relate to now are with uh, the Cox character and with mm-hmm. the, you know, the mentor character and having to, and and maybe it's because I'm getting older, yeah. but it just shows While how you're going through that, that stage of your life, um, but it just shows know. how great this show is. It's like, all right, everybody can find something in here, whether you're a beginner or you're a veteran, you know what I mean? There's something in here for everyone. There's comedy and life lessons in here for everyone. It's easy to find. And that's what makes this show so dope. What man. about when Todd says, uh, I'm not allowed to call you vagina face. Right. That shit had me rolling. Oh, wait. Hold up. So he can call you. Right. He can call. Wait. I wrote smelly this it. down. Smelly it. He's so wait. So he can call you smelly it, but I'm not allowed to call you vagina face. And she's like, it's different, Todd. <laughs> yeah. I love the Todd so much. He holds a special place in my heart. He really gets a lot of laughs. I got to tell you that it guy. It's always funny. The high fives are always funny. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking about, and this is just food for thought for all of the fans out there. It would have been interesting to see, you know, we talk about JD's journey and this is how JD, you know, and at the end he finds Elliot and they go off together and live happily ever after. Another version of this show is her side of the story, you know, and I know we tried to do it with the, uh, with the spinoff and everything uh, and, 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 and Carrie Bichet's character, on the show and trying to show somebody who was a lot like JD, but Elliot in so many ways, you know, that inner monologue would be crazy to listen to. Uh, and so I, within watching this show, I'm really looking for, because of this show, I'm really looking forward to when it's her story. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to get that coming up. It's coming up people. All right. I think we did it guys. That's um, Gabby. Oh, wait, one last thing. Yeah. The naked rule. Did you not? Did you, did that skip over you guys? Did you guys not catch the naked rule? What was the naked rule? I'm, I'm, so I'm... Carla says something that said something to Turk, 
and it was like a, uh, it was like I'm gonna help you. I need you to help me move some stuff. But she was naked when he when she said it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely, no problem." And he oh, said, right, yeah. <laughs> "He's like, so from here on out, the naked rules in effect. You can't ask me to do anything when uh, when funny. when 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 you're naked." And right. she's like, "All right, fine." He goes, "Gotta love the naked rule." Look that he used it retroactively. Yeah, and right, I'm going to use it right, so I can use it retroactively. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, do you remember Gabby? when you said, um, Donald? Um, you said uh, this woman was the young Carla Espinoza. When you called a nurse, you said she was. You were. You were saying. You said about Carla, like she's the young Carla Espinoza about some other woman. Yeah. yeah. You were trying to explain, like, but she, you had the hots for her. You thought she was attractive or something. Like she's the young you. Right. Like, that's a true that's a true story based on Rob, my husband, telling me that um this girl that he thought was attractive was the young Gabby Allen. Thought that that, and thought that that sounded like a compliment. And he's like, but she's the young Gabby Allen. Oh, and, uh, boy. Oh, uh, boy. That was ripped from the headlines of my life. Oh, uh, man. Does your husband play does your husband play golf? No. He does not. He doesn't. Should he? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should really get him into it right now. Okay. You'll never see him again. Um, Gabby, um, <laughs> yes. next time you have to watch the episode. Oh, um, yes, obviously. Um, again, but, um, it is Friday. Were, so it was is... fun to have you because you're a lovely well, we person. Always, we always record on Friday, too. Yes. Um, okay, to, uh, well, if you guys give me another chance. We will. We will. You have will all the chances in the world. everything and I will do. Well, we can let the fans vote. No. Oh, no. No, 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 I'll oh, take no. notes and I'll <laughs> I'll be so prepared. I'm such a good student. I will be All right. prepared. All right. Um, this was really fun. Thank no, you. No, it's guys good to so see much. you. It's it great, to, great see to, you. to see you guys. It's so good to see you. And um and hey fans, thanks for tuning in to the program. And mm. um uh we we appreciate you for listening and we 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 love to hear that you're you're liking it, especially like our guest who said he it's perfect timing for his commute. Let's just let you, before we before we close out. I just want to put it out there, man. Our frontline workers are back in the hospitals once again, all throughout the world. Yeah. Throughout the world, we're seeing spikes in COVID, and our doctors and our nurses and our everyone who works in medicine and uh, our frontline workers who work on the streets and in stores to support all of our you know glorious habits and stuff like that. We need to really shout them out and give them a lot of love because we're going right back into this dangerous territory and they're on the front lines facing it head on. So shout out to all of the frontline workers. Whether No matter what it is you do, if you are an essential worker, if you are in somebody's face and you have to worry about them coughing or breathing on you, shout out to you. God yeah. bless you. God bless you. And please be safe, everybody. And we love you. Thank you to Daniel. Thank you to Joelle. Thank you to Gabby Allen Greenberg. And uh, and now we sing this song. Donald, do it. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of doctors and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's the stories that you all should know. So gather round to hear our gather round to hear our sports rewatch show with Zach and Donald. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. 
That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tacova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style, and service are some of the best features of Tacova's. But now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tacovas will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And point your toes west. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.